0: Hello, Elizabeth, welcome to Sexy Vegan, I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. Elizabeth, you became a vegetarian, then a vegan 20 years ago. Can you tell me about that journey? It obviously, ultimately influenced your whole life and career path.
1: When I was 15, a girlfriend in high school gave me a pamphlet from PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, and on the cover was a pretty famous image of theirs, which is a monkey totally strung up in some kind of experiment apparatus, not able to protect itself, and its whole, you know, stomach was exposed, and I just kind of had this whole explosion of empathy. I felt like the pain and the fear, and it just, I started crying, and then I just made it official to everybody that I was not going to eat meat, I did not participate in this at all. And my friend, they gave me the pamphlet, her name was Molly, we started the animal rights group in high school, and we would show the VHS videos to people on this big TV. I was a vegetarian, I did still eat cheese, and when I finally kind of saw the whole picture of how a cow, in fact, has to be pregnant in order to produce milk or have to have just given birth to produce milk, that those calves are male, they go into be veal, and just the whole circle of it. When I was the creative director for a large brand in New York City, I had to travel overseas and pick out leather hides and had like a second kind of epiphany there where I was going through a stack, a whole stack of um, leather hides, picking out which ones were suitable for us to use. The skin of the animal is going to reflect the things that happen to it during its life. Mm. So even like bug bites and stretch marks and scars, all of the things that humans have on their skin is in the animal skin Mm. as well. So if something had a scar straight across it, I had to throw the whole thing out. Oh my goodness! I remember it was this big, big stack, mm-hmm. and it was this color blue that was really hard to match. Mm-hmm. So even the darlots, I had to throw it out if the color was wrong, or if the quality was wrong, or if it wasn't big enough. Or, and I'm sitting there, and these are animals. I think it was lamb actually. Mm-hmm. So they were smaller skins, yeah. and you can see where the arms, you know, where the legs were, where the head was, and the tail. And it just was ah. Mm-hmm. So I excused myself and I can't yeah. participate in this at all. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the no, no, nice no, whole I know I, know. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I know. Just feel my heart goes, um. After all, Elizabeth, after all your various careers, wardrobe and prop stylist, model and painter, just to name a very few, you chose not only the challenging and highly competitive fashion industry, but your company is run yeah. on your powerful convictions with only cruelty-free, yeah. pure vegan, high luxury fashion. I know what motivated you to take on such a big challenge in a world where fur and leather is considered luxury. I understand that now. Yeah. And what was yeah, that experience yeah. like for you when you began? It's been a long journey, and I've learned
1: a lot about human nature. <laughs> Not that I didn't know it before, but when you really start putting the truth out there that people don't want to hear. Yes. <laughs> you really do. You can imagine. You get a lot of backlash. There is support, fellow vegans that get it, but you know the masses worldwide still live in denial. Ignorance is bliss. They don't want to know about the leather. So I wouldn't say it's been easy but it's gotten easier as people become more open um, a lot more information is out there people are more concerned about their health and they're starting to wake up to how all of these things that are going on in our world are connected war for instance Mm -hmm. politics the pharmaceutical industry so while they're kind of waking up to those things They're waking up to the connection to animals as well, all at the same time. And leather, I feel like it's the second wave of waking up. Now, when I say leather, I mean wool and fur and all of the things that animals are used for. So the only reason to start the company was so I could speak about animals, for animals, and
0: then speak about leather Mm -hmm. and the damages to the environment that the process causes. So you're definitely a trailblazer in educating people about leather. That is so big a part of fashion that that takes amazing courage to go forward without leather. (laughs) Last week was Fashion Week in New York, and Mm -hmm.
1: there's other Fashion Weeks all around the world surrounding New York. And I keep reading articles and seeing posts about leather. We're having a leather moment. Just makes me cringe. I mean, do do people have any concept? of what they're even saying. Yeah. And I also know how the industry works on the inside. It's just like everything else. It's almost like, in politics, um, lobbyists. There's leather associations, kind of like the Cattlemen's Association. There's a leather association, local, and then a huge worldwide one, that protects the industry of producing leather. And clearly, they got together and had some kind of meeting. Here we have people not eating meat on their eyes. We don't want it to affect our business. So let's make leather a trend, fashionable. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the larger designers and they make deals. Either they're given leather for free or huge discounts mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden you've got all of these designers showing leather on the runway.
0: Interesting.
1: And then I even saw it in the like Crew catalog. Leather's having a moment. Mm-hmm. Give your closet some tough love. It's just so clear to me they have no concept of what this is. It's driven, it's promoted, it's all this stuff behind the scenes that people don't know. So let me just talk a minute about leather production and some of the kind of key points that people don't know. The first thing is that leather is not a byproduct. It's not, oh, we're going to eat the animal anyway, so let's use all of the animal and use this hide. It's not like that. Even in countries where they don't eat cow, for instance, like India, they mm. produce a ton of leather, a ton. Mm. <laughs> anyway, it's not a byproduct. It contributes to the slaughterhouse's profits by like 20%. The second thing is the hide of an animal, as like anything else that passes away, it is meant to kind of decompose and be absorbed back into earth in order for the skin not to do that, it has to be processed with a lot of chemicals. There's about 225 chemicals involved in the process, and many of them are toxic. Oh my goodness. And they not only pollute the environment around the tannery, in the water, the air, the workers within the factories or the tanneries get all kinds of diseases. I mean, all kinds of cancer, leukemia, asthma, muscular skeletal disorders it's very very toxic and i've been in tanneries you cannot breathe oh my the, goodness, the goodness. smell of the chemical you don't even want to open your eyes my goodness. You're and the workers are that. walking around like hazmat suits and you know all the barrels of chemicals have the skull and crossbones on them this is not lightweight stuff this is not uh so i don't think people have concept of how much energy and and chemicals and all this toxic energy surrounds leather it is not known they don't want it to be known only the people that are in this industry and fashion or something to do with leather would even go in a tannery i went because i was the creative director i since then have gone in other tanneries for other reasons Mm -hmm. filming and such it's not something that people have access to, much like slaughterhouses. Right. You couldn't, people probably couldn't name, you know, the slaughterhouse around the corner? Oh, you know, the tannery around the corner. They're in places hidden. They don't want people going there. No, I Area, don't. Area, you know, D1. No. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness.
1: And you know what I was thinking about this morning was all the household chemicals that people use in their home. People are waking up to, oh, my God, you know, here we are. We're breathing this and getting on our skin. They're, they're becoming aware of the ingredients in their products that they you know, eat or put on their skin because it's being absorbed into your body. If you can't read it, it shouldn't be around you. Then if you think about leather, I'm talking about lead cyanide, formaldehyde, all kinds of tannins that are, like, carcinogenic and all this stuff. And then you think about all the leather that people have in their closets, and it's everywhere. People probably have leather furniture. You get in your car. There's leather seats. Yeah. You go to a restaurant. there's The menu is in, like, a leather thing. They oh bring you the check. Goodness. It's in, like, a leather thing. My God. And you're probably sitting on something leather at the restaurant. You're getting toxins. Just getting toxins. Yeah. Your wallet. Your wallet. Yeah. Probably yeah. leather. Oh, and here's another thing. There's not a large footwear industry in the U.S. There's certain areas that make athletic shoes, and there used to be little pockets in New York and L.A. that made shoes. These industries are pretty much shriveled up because of labor costs, and it's just cheaper to make things in other countries. And to compete in the market, you have to. most. Things are made in China, even if they're stamped made in Italy or made in Portugal or whatever, especially the ones that say stamped made in Italy, are made in China and then sent to Italy to have kind of a last finishing stitch or whatever put on it, and then they get to put made in Italy on there. Because I've been in the factories, and I have seen these large brand names being made over there. That's one thing. Then the second thing is, depending on which country you're manufacturing in, when you bring it into the U.S., if it doesn't have leather on it, you pay higher duties. Hmm. So let's say I'm importing something from Portugal and I've had many brokers, A, not want to work with me because I do not put any leather on my shoes and they know that I'm going to be paying high duties and then they think I'm not going to make any money, then what was the point of them working with me if we're not going to continue and I'm not mm-hmm. going to make more and more and more money? Mm-hmm. That's yes. their thought process. Yes. And they've said to me, they're like, no, you can't make non-leather shoes in XYZ Country, you'll pay too much. For instance, coming from like Portugal, I could pay as much as like 40% of the value of the shoe. Where if I put a little tiny piece of leather on it, it would drop down to like 13%. Wow, so that's a real motivator. So, yes, they are also controlling the borders Hmm. and protecting their industry that way. No life is sacred. No, No, nothing is is sacred. Oh my God. Like skin, when you think about snake skin, do you know, say you make a large bag out of snake skin, do you know how many snakes that took? It's not even logical to use something so small and skinny. Right, right. But nothing is sacred. Here in the U.S., we cherish our doggies and our kitties. They're our pets. In China and other places in Asia, they'll eat them.
0: Yeah, it's just a different compartmentalization, that's all.
1: Totally. And then there's the big thing about a lot of the fur that the Humane Society, they have big fur
0: campaign where they investigate fur. It's from dogs and cats. Well, amazingly enough, Elizabeth, today your line is sold in 14 countries in department stores and boutiques, yeah. and you're a source of inspiration, a supplier, and support to the new wave of retailers. You're known mm-hmm. throughout the world. You did it. I accomplished what
1: I set out to accomplish, and that was to create a line that got attention Mm -hmm. and got press and opened people's minds. Mm -hmm. So
0: that I did all over the world. Thank you so much. Elizabeth, do come back again when you finish your documentary.